Welcome to Salam Nerds Podcast. We do reviews and recaps of your favorite movies and shows. We focus on representation and the voices that are ignored. Yo, 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 it's the Salam Nerds. My name is Lee, a.k.a. Watch me, and I'm here with my boy, Jack. We drop live episodes on YouTube on Sundays, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays at 10.30 p.m. Eastern. All episodes can also be found everywhere podcasts are found. Thank you to all our supporters. Please help us by subscribing and leaving a good review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Yo, 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 salam, nerds. It's your boy, Neebs, a.k.a. Watch with Neebs, and I'm here with my co-host, Jeff, a.k.a. DJ Lothcat. DJ Lothcat. You know what? I accept that. I, I love the Lothcat so much. Yeah. They're so cute. They're so cute and adorable. Yeah. And that one inside uh, the tower was always just like, oh, I'm going to guard this place. Like, oh, I want one. He, he was a G, man. He helped out, uh, whatchamacallit, Sabine, and he helped out uh, Soka. Mm-hmm. So that was cool, man. That was super cool to see. How are you doing, Jazz? Better. <laughs> Better. As uh, Jazz had a rough couple of days. We were supposed to do an episode last night, but uh, <laughs> work got in the way. Issues. <laughs> work got in the way. Work got in the way. Let's just say that. Let's just say work got <laughs> in the way. Yeah, yeah. Well, listen. We got to introduce our guest, someone we haven't had on the show for a little while. Not since The Last of Us, I believe. But uh, Ruzzy, welcome back to the show. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, Jads. Happy to be here and talk Ahsoka, a.k.a. Ruffles Season 5. Mm-hmm. Uh, yo, ex- <laughs> my thoughts exactly. This is Rebel Season 5. I don't see this as the Ahsoka show. I see this as Rebel Season 5, basically, because it picks up literally where the cartoon ends, like literally well, scene per scene. A bit later, but yeah, very close. <laughs> No, actually not. Uh, if you watch the last episode where she's looking at the mural and then she turns around and see Ahsoka standing, that's the last scene in the the Rebels, Rebels. Uh, season finale. Because they yeah. jump ahead a little bit. So yeah. the whole thing ends, then they do like a little jump ahead, and then that scene right there is right out of the cartoon. I guess that's what I mean. Yeah, the timeline's a bit out of order. It's pretty dope. Ahead, yeah. yeah. It's pretty dope. Man. I can't wait to talk about this. I don't know why I'm in the dark because I can't see my notes. I'm going to turn on the lights real quick. <laughs> I so thought it looked cool because like, my background looks like, like a lightsaber. So like, it, and it looks nice. like the Ahsoka lightsaber here. So I kind of wanted to show it off. But then I realized that it's too dark in here and I can't see my notes. So I don't know what, what I'm reading. So I'm going to turn the lights on right now. You're hoarding all the Kyber crystals. Oh yeah, he's yeah. totally hoarding all of them. I want one, Neebs. I want a lightsaber. Yeah. Listen, I, yeah. I did. I did just came from KPK, which is Kyber Pass in Pakistan. Kyber, Kyber Pass, Kyber Pass. The Kyber crystals are officially canon to Pakistan. That's what. I, that's my motto, and I'm sticking with it. 
Sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've, I I don't know any other place where it uses that word except for Pakistan, Kyber. So we'll see. Um, let's see. Oh, we got some people in the comments. Welcome, Brown Boy Wonder. He says, I have never watched Clone Wars or Rebel, and I thought this was as great as Andor. Wow, that's that's a high compliment. Well, good thing is, if you have not seen Rebels or Clone Wars, we will fill you in because I have watched all of Clone Wars. I have watched all of Rebels. I may even rewatch Rebels because of how good this show is starting off because it's it's pretty good. But I got to give a shout out to the music, man. Mm-hmm. I, like there's something about Star Wars music that just stirs something inside of my emotions, which is really hard to do because I'm dead inside. So <laughs> Wow. Uh, I am, but it it's so good, man. Uh, it just wonderful the way they mix like the old school John Williams with like the Rebels music. It's just really, really good. Uh, I am a big fan. Um, so why don't we go around the room and talk about our initial thoughts, and then we'll dive in and do the breakdowns, and then after we do the breakdowns, we'll go into Easter eggs, and we'll do that for episode one. And then we'll do that for episode two, and we'll try to take commercial breaks in between. Sounds good to you guys? Let's do it. Thanks for me. All right. Oh, we got Raph also in the comments. Raph is like, I never watched Rebels, and I think Ahsoka. I like Ahsoka more than Andor. You know what? There's potential. Damn. There's potential. Okay. That's a hot take. You know, we don't know yet. <laughs> There's. I don't think it's that much of a hot take, to be honest with you, because Ahsoka feels like Rebels, and, and like I can see why people really really like it whereas andor was like his own thing it was just like a fresh story but like this like stirs something inside of me because i'm like you see ahsoka and you oh my god i i i I can't wait to get into because i can't tell you what it felt like to see general sandula hera sandula when i saw her like oh my god i was like this is perfection this is perfection i i I was just so happy. So I just really, really like the first two episodes. I like the way they're setting their stuff up. It 100% feels like Rebels. It feels like Rebels. Like I, I know it's called the Ahsoka show. It's Sabine in it just as much as Ahsoka is. And we see all these characters. We see so many storylines that are reminiscent of Rebels. Um, we see the Inquisitors. We see like the Wolves. It's just really, really. What? Oh, you didn't. They were see the in walls? it. I didn't. I didn't see the walls. No, no, they're in the, oh, in okay, the mural. Okay, okay. Yeah, in the, yeah, mural. Yeah, yeah, the mural. Okay, yeah. Okay, I was yeah, like, yeah, wait you, a second. Yeah, you, you, there were no you got, walls. You got me for a second. I was like, <laughs> no, no, no. Well, there is. Some, there's a bunch of references to it, right? Yeah. So yeah, yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll talk yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah. I was like, uh, Doom is back. What? No, no. Doom. Oh man, it's so good. Yeah. Doom. Um, <laughs> It really stirred something in me. I really enjoyed watching it. And uh, what are your thoughts? Ruzzy, why don't you go first since you're our guest? Sure. Yeah, no, thanks so much. Um, so I loved uh, the kind of world, I guess the world building from Rebels and Clone Wars um, that the show starts out with. Um, I'll be honest, I didn't watch Clone Wars or Rebels until I heard the show was coming out. And everyone kept saying, you have to watch it you have to watch it and i finally did and i was blown away by those two shows um i will say that i really hated on rebels because of the animation not gonna lie <laughs> I, was, I, I wasn't i didn't like the animation and so it just kind of was a big turnoff and then i finally just dug into that and i just 
I, I mean, there are a lot of feels, so there are tears and many, much more in that show. And so I think it's given me more appreciation for Ahsoka. And I, I, it's great to see that people who have never watched either show still like this. Um, I, from the start, I don't think it's as good as Andor. I think that's it like on a level to itself. It's like that Andor is exceptional. Um, but I think it is really, really good. And I'm, I think it has a lot of promise and a lot of potential. I want to see more of Ahsoka and just like, um, I want to, I want to see snips, right? I want to see her as like the, <laughs> just the acrobatic Jedi or former Jedi. Um, and some of her force, uh, powers in, in this, these two episodes was pretty dope. Um, and then Sabine is like straight out of rebels. It's <laughs> like, you can't even, you can't even like cut that. Like, I mean, it's having Dave Filoni do this. It's just incredible. And, and then choppers, you know, MVP right there. So oh my God. I'll leave it Everybody's, there. Everyone's favorite war criminal chopper. <laughs> like, we, we love him. <laughs> so great. Oh man. Chopper is so great. Um, yeah. I, I told you my you. favorite the only thing. A lot of people say that. Yeah, a lot yeah. of people say that. Um, I like the droid from Rogue One, but a Chopper's up there. Oh, he's good. Yeah. 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 Uh, so one thing I don't 100% agree is that, like, you were saying, like, it's better than Andor, which I do agree with. But if you just compare the first two episodes of Andor and the first two episodes of Ahsoka – I would say Ahsoka takes it because we didn't know where Andor was going. That's we true. Like, you know, it I, was, it, I agree. Andor it was a slow burn. It was a slow it burn. A we didn't burn. know how good it was going to be. We were kind of just like, okay, all right, this sounds good. But Ahsoka starts off like great. So yeah. definitely has pretension. I agree with you. Speak for yourself. I knew Andor was going to be great from the beginning. You heard me say it. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, that's. it was almost like the flip of episode one, right? Where yeah. you have like Obi-Wan and you know, Qui-Gon Jinn, like, uh, coming in like badasses. You have, like, the opposite in this episode. It's, like, so dope. It's really dope. We're not Jedi. We're not Jedi. (laughs) Jazz, what are your thoughts? So, I do love this show a lot. I'm a big Star Wars fan. I mean, I can tell you a lot about the lore and things that could be coming up and theories and whatnot. Um the one thing I do want to talk about, because, like, you've already said it, like, the show's phenomenal. Ruzzy had, like, the best recap of it so far. Uh, the hot takes that I'm seeing online are wild. Like, hold on, let me, show, let me just uh, share the screen real quick, all right? Ooh, okay. Check this out. This is uh, NPR, right? Ahsoka <laughs> has a Jedi with two lightsabers and not much else yet, right? Uh, when I looked up the... Uh, the initial search for this, what I saw was, uh, you know, Ahsoka is meh. And, uh, you know, look, look at this one right here, right? This is uh, the Independent. Disney's latest Star Wars outing is flat, flimsy, and devoid of life. Um, <laughs> I can show you, like, ten different articles like this. Oh, wow. Uh, I don't know why. Yeah, I've seen that. T- I've seen things like that, too. I was really confused. Yeah, uh, look at this one here from The Guardian. Um, oopsie. Uh, Ahsoka review more about Star Wars and a galaxy too far away to care about like <laughs> I, I don't know why people are hating on it like <laughs> I don't get it <laughs> so we may end up having the hottest of hot takes 
Maybe, maybe. I don't really trust a lot of those. Like, those, that's not where I go to find my Star Wars, like, you know, yeah. recommendations. I'm not going to the independent. <laughs> Unless it's the independent from uh, Ted Lasso. <laughs> fair, fair. But, like, this is like a hit <laughs> job, honestly. Like, CNN saying Ahsoka stiffly brings the Star Wars Rebels universe to live action life. Um, CNN said well that was CNN right uh NPR already done USA Today Rosario Dawson's fan-friendly Star Wars show lacks Andor's ambition I'm like where the hell are you guys getting these opinions from I I I feel like every outlet out there right now is trying to tank uh Ahsoka and I don't know why that is really really strange Mm. uh I wonder who has to Bob Iger Mm. who knows but like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, we're gonna have the hottest of hot takes here because we actually like the show. Yeah, I mean, like, we don't know where the show is going, right? Like, it, it could be another Boba Fat for all we know. But for right now, like, I really, really enjoy it because of all of the stuff that, you know, led up to it. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I do wonder, I mean, with, yeah, I mean, like, I wonder how much the, the strikes and, like, the ire at Bob Iger are, like, being thrown into this as well, right? And then the other question that I have maybe for both of you is, do you think a show should be judged by its entirety? Like, an entire series, an entire season, or an episode? Like, how, what, like, what's, what do you think is the way, I mean, do you think, a lot of these folks should be just waiting until the whole season drops to make their opinions known. Because obviously, like Jazz said earlier, Andor was a slow burn, right? I mean, you're absolutely right. I mean, um, it's hard. Like, curious. in this era of TV... Yeah, in this era of TV, right? Um every show has to hit immediately or the TV execs will use it in some way against the show or the studio. And they'll say like, Oh, if the show doesn't do good, you know, the writers aren't worth that much. We're not making money. Therefore, why should we pay the writers? We shouldn't pay the actors, which is why we have to sag after strike. Um, I'm really, I really don't know where this is going to go in terms of like the business behind the studio. Uh, It could go either way. And seeing these articles online, like I just showed you, I think they're trying to do a hit job on it just because they want to make sure that uh, these shows do tank and then they have more leverage in the negotiations later. Yeah. So what what about that, Rosie? What do you think? Yeah, possibly. Yeah, no, I mean, I think that's, I I think that's accurate. I mean, I, I think, you know, the money and profits do drive a lot of these shows in a way that, I mean, it, it comes in like direct conflict with fandom, right? And we've seen so many times in which, um, you know, the profit margins 
come, you know, like come crashing into fandom in a way that it, you know, perverts or changes, you know, what fans love about, you know, Star Wars, Marvel, DC, you name it, right? Um, and I think that's one of the things where, I mean, even if, like going back to like comic books and, and, you know, the, the Star Wars books, I, I remember um, there is one, I, I, I don't know why I can't remember the name, but there was one Star Wars book that became a video game on the Nintendo 64. Mm-hmm. I don't remember this. And that was awesome. Right. And so I think there's like, um, you know, there's always, people are always going to try to make a quick buck out of you know the, i mean look look at behind me right so like <laughs> clearly like i i fed the beast um but i just hope it doesn't dilute the art um that doesn't dilute like the messages that you know a lot of these writers are pr- trying to bring about through their content and then also the performances by i mean honestly stellar cats right um hera is played by um ewan mcgregor's wife which is yeah. pretty dope um <laughs> So, yeah, right. So it's like, that's really cool. But, um, but like having like this really solid talent come in. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And even Ahsoka too. I mean, like Rosario Dawson, like that was literally fan art by boss logic. It's so crazy. Um, and then, and here she is in real life. Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount Plus. I'm in a period of emotional people. I saw all the oh, I don't care crap. A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm gonna steal a bird from the Russian pigeon mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Wing, Brady PG 13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Oh, nice. All right. And we're back, guys. Welcome back to Salam Nerds, and we'll be going through the show. So let's recap some of the stuff that uh, happened in the first episode. So the first episode, uh, we see the scrolling go by, uh, which we haven't seen mm-hmm. in a long time, which brought back the classic Star Wars. But this time, instead of yellow, it was red, uh, which I thought was really interesting. Um, so I thought that was really, really cool. Uh, what are your thoughts about the beginning of how it started off and they all like give you the synopsis of the Star Wars story like they do in the movies? It was nostalgic for sure. Um, seeing the text scroll up and the weird little trapezoid way it does as it like gets further away, gets smaller. I was like, you know what? Yeah, this is a show meant for the nerds and I'm here for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Concur mm-hmm. wholeheartedly. Yeah, it's just for the nerds. That's all it is. Just fan service. Let's do it. Jedi's who may or may not be Jedi's come in and they go onto the ship and. They said, you're no Jedi, which is a callback to Ahsoka when she tells Anakin that she's no Jedi, which I thought was a really, really cool callback. It's so cool how they do that because, yeah, oh, man, like I got nerd chills when I heard that line. I'm like, "Mm, mm, mm." they know how to 
they know how to get the Star Wars fans going here because the foreshadowing there is just phenomenal. Absolutely. It's really uh, good. And rest in peace, Ray, right? Mm. Um, man, uh, I heard about um, his passing when, like, the show was starting to come, you know, the promo was starting to come out. I was like, oh, man, like, it seemed like he wouldn't just, I mean, hopefully, I don't know what his fate is in the show, but regardless, I mean, it seems like he had a very, uh, very great career and had made a lot, a lot of nerds happy and and the things that he's done in the past. But yeah, I mean, he came out like a badass. It's so dope. Um, and you see like the little, you know, Padawan, uh, braid from the, uh, the other, yeah, uh, horse wielder. And it was, it was pretty cool. I mean, it's the opposite of, um, episode one, uh, not this episode one, but Star Wars episode one. Um, with um, Obi Wan and uh, Qui Qui Gon Jinn, and I would say this is far more badass. It's so so dope. Yeah, I, I love this no Jedi thing because they don't really say that they're Sith either, and also their True. lightsabers aren't exactly red; they're orange, yeah. which yeah. has never been done before. We've never had an orange lightsaber. Yeah, that's right. I think you're right. Um, they've just shown up. I mean, you'll, yeah, that uh, option in like the games, uh, Jedi Survivor, but nothing like that in the lore that I, I know. I think of. it was also in Legends, maybe, uh, but I can't remember if it was in Legends or not. It may have been. It may have been in Legends. Uh, Shin and Hati are the names of uh, the two Jedi non Jedi's, and Shin and Hati are also the name of wolves in north mythology so more wolf references which is pretty interesting cool yeah that's dope i like that that's a good find yeah yeah all right and i, I love the fact that he does this little he has his own little hallway scene with the force choke very rogue one darth vader like <laughs> yeah absolutely it's so cool I, i'm a sucker for that yeah hallway scenes i i'm i'm done yeah, like Daredevil, check. You know, Darth Vader, check. You know, the scene, check. So, like, that's that, that does it for me. Yeah, yeah. E- even, uh, All we need is one what you call it? Uh, Luke. We just need Wolverine, right? Oh, yeah. Wolverine. <laughs> Luke, Luke Skywalker had his own little hallway scene, too. That's right. Yes, in Mando. Right at the very end of season one. Or was it season one or season yeah. two? That's uh, right. Badass. So... Yeah. yeah, that's badass. Again, sucker from, yeah, from yeah, hallway yeah. scenes. I know, so, so good. Uh, so Balon and Lady Morgan have this scene when he busts her out, and he was like, "Oh, so you're, you know, you're worth it." So it looked like she hired her them to be like mercenaries and stuff. And Lady Morgan, we know from uh, one of the last seasons of The Mandalorian, I believe, and she was the one who Ahsoka fought right before The Mandalorian met up with her so we thought she was some kind of general but it looked like she might actually be some kind of witch which is really really exciting because if you played the games and if you know some of the star wars legend you know the night sisters of dothamir are very big in the storylines even in rebels i believe they're in there yeah oh yeah yeah um this is the same one from dothamir she is a witch (laughs) 
Yeah, yeah. No, that's really, really cool. Um, so we see Ahsoka, and she is looking for something. Apparently, it turns out to be a map. And she does this little cool thing with the lightsabers where, like, she throw them on the ground and they make a little circle, uh, which she has done in the Rebels. So that's also a little bit of a callback. So good. I, I want to be a Jedi so bad just to be able to do shit like this. <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. I mean, that's like, yeah, that's the shit that you live for. It's so good. Even in just the video games, it's like you can do it. <laughs> All right, so what? Okay, so then we get uh, Ahsoka versus the droids. Uh, what were your thoughts about the scene with all the droids and her fighting? Rosie, why don't you go take that one first? Yeah, it was good. Yeah, I think what I liked um, is actually the puzzle. Um, the puzzle was very much like the games. Um, so you had like just almost like this lightless matching light puzzle in this, I guess, you know, fallen Jedi temple. Um, right. Was it a Jedi temple or was it one by the night sisters? I, I, I don't know if it was night sisters. It could have even been a Sith temple. It could have been a Jedi temple. I don't exactly know. Yeah. I, I couldn't tell either. Okay. But I think they said it was ancient. They're all ancient. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think regardless, I think it definitely gave me, heavy, heavy Jedi survivor uh, puzzle uh, vibes, um, which I appreciated. And then when she came out and fought the droids, um, I mean, they, they said, fight us, right? Us, us, us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like, uh, but it, I mean, again, she, she took care of them and it's pretty dope. Um, but she found, I guess, a star map, right? So the only was... gripe I had about this scene was how long it took themselves to self-detonate. <laughs> Like, it took them a good <laughs> yeah, yeah. 20 seconds. Like, are you kidding me? You've been in this galaxy for thousands of years. You haven't figured out a faster way to kill yourself, like, as a robot? Come on now. I don't believe that. Yeah, not not down. They needed to give her time to run. Chapped out of three. It was, like, yeah. a good yeah. 10 not seconds. It's like a crater. Like, also, the blast radius. It was, was a huge, huge. Yeah. That was a huge blast. I would expect, You're like, right. these little that was a very huge blast. droids. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Uh, why is she still running? So. But yeah, it, it's still Star Wars, so I'm still going to love it, even though I'm going to call them out on this random little things they do in Star Wars. It's just like a bit too fantastical. Yeah. But you know what? Who knows? Maybe they found crazy explosive you know, minerals in some other planet, and that's why they can do it this way. Who knows? Who knows? But she does get onto the ship, and who do we see on the ship but uh, Hugh Young? which is awesome. And if you guys notice that he is from, also from, uh, is he, I think he's from the last season of, uh, what you call it? Clone Wars? Or is he on Rebels? It, it was Clone yeah, Wars, it was Clone right? Wars. He, it was, it was Clone Wars. Wars. So Thank there was Clone an episode Wars, yeah. where he teaches people how to make, oh, teaches kids how to make their lightsabers, which was really cool. And he is played by none other than David Tennant. So they got him to come back as the voice actor. They got Doctor Who to be in Star Wars. And I love it. I love it so much. No, he was phenomenal in his role there as a voice actor. Um, Hu Young is so important to the story. And the fact that he can like trace who people are based on their lightsaber designs amazing that was really cool that was a really yeah. cool uh that detail cool. i like that 
mm-hmm. and then yeah. we finally get to see uh, General Sandala, Harris Sandala, man. When I saw her, I was like, this, this is perfection. Like the actress they chose, the makeup, the costume, it was really, really great. What are your thoughts, Rezzy? Yeah, I mean, I mean, General Sandala, I mean, uh, she is such a, I don't know how to describe her in Rebels. I mean, I want to say the heart, but she's also like the brains. I mean, she was so many things. She's in that the mom. Show. Um, yeah, she's also the mom. Right, totally. the um, yeah, absolutely. And I think uh, well, we haven't quite seen that in this show because obviously she's gone through a lot of loss and other things, probably a lot of other things up until that point. Um, and when we see her in the show, but I like the I like the casting. I like the look. Um, I'm really hoping for, uh, I don't know, maybe Star Wars mom vibes. I don't know, like what, like what, how do we, like more general vibes, right? So, um, but regardless, I think, um, yeah, seeing this cast come together in the way that it has, I want to see more of it. Like I want more. Um, so, and that's a good sign, right? I'm like, wanting to have characters come on screen more and, and get to see them interact with one another banter and, you know, see both the the heart and the humor, um, and, and much more. Um, I think, yeah, it, Dave Filoni is, is great at that. So I'm 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 here for it. I like that you mentioned the heart and the humor because, like, that is quintessential Star Wars. Like, you fall in love with these characters, you fall in love with the relationships, and then you see it live, and you're like, ah, oh, this is beautiful. I love it. Yeah, because they're a family, right? So yeah. it's like found family because. Ezra mm-hmm. losing his parents was a big part of Rebels. And then he found this family that he had. And I think that's a big part of, you know, the the lore. And even in Ezra's little thing, he says, you know, we're a family. So I think that's going to be a big part of it. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm super excited for that. Um, turns out the map is a map to Thrawn. What are your thoughts of Thrawn being the big bad in this show? Because that alone makes this a win. I mean, come on. Y'all, if you've been listening to this podcast for like the past year and a half that we've been doing it, you should know how big of a fan I am of Grand Admiral Thrawn. I am so hyped for this. Like, you don't understand. He is the perfect villain. And having him in this show, I hope that they might just do more spinoffs of just Thrawn and his battles at some point. Because he's such a good character. He's so well designed. He's calculating. He's cold. He's evil. But even in his defeats, he figures out a way to make him victories. Like, he will, like, always say, okay, this is a lesson I learned from this defeat. And then he actually applies it almost instantly into his logic and it doesn't make that mistake again like he grows so quick it's a, such a good character and i love this yeah Thrawn, yeah, the grand animal tron yeah he's yeah calculating i mean that is in cold like he's absolutely jazz i couldn't agree more um he's he's gonna be scary but i think the way that they're talking about him and now hearing how the heroes are talking about Ezra, I mean, it's, I don't know if now is a good time to talk about how Rebels ended, but I feel like that's, at some point, that can is going to be open, but I, I just thought I'd mention that. Spoiler alert, so we're going to talk about how Rebels ended. 
So if you haven't seen Rebels, I highly recommend you stop listening right now and go watch Rebels and come back because we will be spoiling it. Yeah, I guess we but, can't right. like I get we can't talk about it without spoiling it, right? I guess I never thought about that. It's it's a continuation of Rebels essentially. Like we have to mention that at the end of Rebels in the battle for Lothal, Ezra sacrificed himself using uh, the whales and then he took himself and Thrawn into hyperspace and we don't know where they've been ever since so yeah there you go yeah i spoiled it uh yeah i mean what else can we do i guess we have to spoil it well i mean it's from it ended in 2018 so i think people had some time to watch the show yeah yeah <laughs> <Five> <laughs> you, after you guys have some time all right so so yeah, that is what it happens yeah. and uh so the map to Thrawn is obviously a map to Ezra too. And at the there, end of maybe. Rebels, well, maybe, yeah. But at the end of Rebels, Ezra says to Sabine, I'm counting on you. Now, she thought I'm counting on you meant, you know, keep Lethal safe. But she's like, no, I'm counting on you. I think it means she, he's counting on her to find him. And yeah. that's where Rebels ends off. She's like, Ahsoka shows up, she turns around, and then they go, and they're ready to go find a Thrawn and uh, Ezra. So, you know, it's a big deal. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, the Battle of Lothal was great. Uh, I love that they brought back the image, the, the yeah. cartoon that she uh, references, yeah. uh, that she painted. I think that's really, really cool. Um, I love that. I love how they were having this. Yeah, what was that? Yeah, can we take a moment and appreciate how beautiful that star map was when they displayed it? Yeah, it's and really when the, oh yeah, that's so dope. Like, I want a hologram like that here, just be, be able to like manipulate it and be like, oh, this is a galaxy here. Let's just you know go to ten galaxies that way. Like, it was just so cool seeing that. And I know it's all CGI, but. They did a good job with CGI in this one. Um, I know in like other yeah. Disney, like Marvel, all these studios, right? The CGI has been really crappy lately, but here it, it was just great. I was so immersed in quality. It. Mm-hmm. Ten yeah. out of ten. I mean, it, it it felt so real, and I mean, how it would be so stunning to kind of see that in person if something like that existed. I mean, it's just yeah, it's pretty beautiful. That's true. Maybe a D23. Yeah, D23 or Star Wars Land <laughs> or something. Like, do it. I, I want to see this. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that'd be really cool. Can you imagine if, like, your studio was a star map? Right. Oh, not, n- now I got to do it. Now I got to make it happen. <laughs> mm-hmm. That is the dream. Just a holographic projection everywhere and, like, being able to manipulate things. Oh, yeah. I, I want to see that one day. yeah. All right, so at this point, we get to see uh, Azadi, who was in also in Rebels, who is the actor who voiced the actual character, which was really cool. Also, shout out to having like a, a Muslim name, like Azadi, which means freedom in Urdu. I thought that's pretty cool. <laughs> I was like, all right, I see that. I see you. I see you. Casted a white guy, but it's yeah. fine. I see you. <laughs> I don't know if I ever told you how important that word is to me. Um I had a friend back in the COVID days, like I was asking friends to like commission artwork for me just to like, you know, help people out when they lost their jobs or whatnot. Yeah. This is one of the ones that was made for me. And this is the current, uh, 
cover photo on my Facebook profile. But yes, that's <laughs> me riding a Lapras with a flag that says Azadi on it. And just seeing but, that, like, and, and then tying it back to the show, everything just makes me so happy. That's pretty cool. A Lapras is what? The yeah. Pokemon? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's your favorite Pokemon or something? Um, no. Okay. <laughs> but I am a fan of Pokemon. In fact, I have a Pokemon shirt on right now with all the evolutions. <laughs> That's cool. I love that. That all was right. not planned, by the way. That was sheer coincidence. <laughs> so we, we see a side. We also see uh, Jai Skull, a uh, Skrull, or uh, what's his name? He was also in... Um, rebels i think him and ezra trained together when they were sneaking ezra snuck into like a school for the empire or something <laughs> so and he's played by a desi guy so i thought that was pretty cool to see so yeah. he might have a little bit more uh in the future so that'll be really cool um and then we see like this little highway of like ren just going down this little highway uh in lethal the same highway we first meet i think ezra and kanan uh, which is really really cool, and we also see a lot some of the lot cats, and then she makes it for her house, and then we see some of the stuff in her room, the same graffiti. We even get a glimpse of her <laughs> Mando helmet, which I thought was really cool. Um, yeah, and then she listens to the Ezra recordings, and and I thought that was really really cool, letting her know that like she's still not over it, all these years. She doesn't want to be celebrated. She's you know. Still angsty little Sabine Wren. <laughs> so we got to see that. I like that. It was really, really cool. Um, what were your thoughts about that? Uh, me or Rosie? Either one. Rosie, go ahead. I mean, I, I think, like, her room was so her. Uh, you know, just seeing, like, the little doodles of the loft cats and um, stuff everywhere. Um, for those who don't know, she's, uh, an artist, uh, Mandalorian, um, a dark saber wielder. Um, and then it's questionable if she's going the path of the Jedi. I mean, she was obviously like a Padawan under, um, Ahsoka, I think. I mean, that's kind of what it sounded like. Um, but I'm really curious to hear, like, see that story unpacked. Even though she's like the worst Jedi apparently (laughs) ever. (laughs) Yeah, 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 absolutely. I oh, mean, she, like the saber she has is Ezra's. So the green yeah. saber is Ezra's. I love what Hu Young said about that. Like, yes, it's Ezra's saber, but you made modifications to it. So now it's your saber. And, you know, mm-hmm. Hu Young was like obviously being a robot and right. shopping on her. Like, oh, you're not, the, you were like quite literally the worst Padawan I've ever seen in 500 years. <laughs> but the important thing there is. He still yeah, said you are a Padawan, and I think that was yeah. it was it was like okay, it's the robot way of saying no matter what you think, like you still need to train. You're a Jedi, or you will be a Jedi one day, and you know all the hardship you're going through right now is just part of the process. Yeah, Get over it. yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it also makes me think back to um, when Qui Gon Jinn told. Anakin, he was too old to be a Jedi. Like, I just don't understand what's going on in Star Wars. <laughs> How is one person too old? And then what's going on now? Sorry, I, I had to throw that out there. Um, but yeah. <laughs> no, no, you make a good point, right? Because normally 
uh, Force-sensitive users are taken as, like, essentially toddlers. And Anakin was taken yeah. at, like, what, the age of eight or nine? So, like that. traditionally yeah. speaking, they did break tradition there. And now Sabine is, was introduced at, to the Jedi Order at, like, what, 14, 15? Yeah. 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 Older. yeah. I, I think they're changing with the times, and I think that's great, actually. Because if there are users who can develop Force sensitivity later... Who the hell are you it to is. say you're too old? And then again, that could also lead to the path of the Sith. So they should be looking at people at all ages, even like way older. Like let's say somebody in their 60s somehow discovers they're force sensitive. Yeah. Like you don't want yeah. them going to the dark side. So bring them in. Like, Well, totally. that's what happened yeah. with Leia, right? Leia didn't train until she was much older. I feel like after Order 66, it was all it was all off. Like you could do whatever you want after Order 66 because there were yeah. so few left. They got obliterated. But even Leia, like, we right, knew Nate. she was Force-sensitive at an early age, right? Like, she was displaying those characteristics, uh, what was it, in the Obi-Wan show? Sure. Where she was, Maybe. like, a, you know, six-year-old girl, and then she was clearly manipulating the Force there. So, I, I don't know if Leia is the best example for that. Why um, not? Because, like, it, it doesn't matter when you get, when, when you're Force-sensitive, it matters when you got trained, right? When you got taken away. Yes, but I think that's the point we're making is that it shouldn't matter. It, like in the past, it's only been if you were like an, an infant almost or a toddler, not right. older than that. Right. But I, I really think after Order 66, they just didn't care because Ezra was also older. I agree. Uh, Sabine yeah. is older. And, you know, I, I think it's just one of the things. But I think the reason they made a point to say that is because they don't want to focus on her force stuff they're not going to be like oh sabine's is a force user now so she's just going to be using the force the whole time i think they want her to lean into her mandalorianness and just not depend on her mm. force i think they want to like sideline her being force sensitive and just focus on her being like a mandalorian and being like just good at what she does she'll be exactly like she was in the rebels cartoon but the reason she is force sensitive is just an excuse to get her to train with ahsoka and then saying that she is bad with the Force is a way of saying, hey, guys, don't expect her to start doing all these crazy Jedi moves because that's not that's not her. That's not what the what her character is. Mm, yeah. Yeah. So my, I think it's like, you know, getting people to have realistic expectations of what she's going to be doing in the show. Okay. I, I buy that. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. 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 All right. And at this point, we get to hear about the Night Sisters of Dothamir, and that's really cool. Uh, I was really, really excited to see this. Uh, one of them is from the Rebels show, is actually the mother of Darth Maul. So that mm -hmm. is also really cool. So, you know, will we see Darth Maul? I don't know. <laughs> that might be crazy because. Um, well, I'll talk about it later. But there is some connection to the Han Solo movie here also. So we'll talk about yeah. that in episode two. I know, I know we're getting into really? that, but we'll get into that soon. We'll okay. get into that later. All right. So, yeah. So Ahsoka and Ren kind of go at it. And she has to – well, first Ahsoka talks to Hera Syndulla, and then Hera advises her to go talk to Sabine. And she finally goes and talks to Sabine. And they're kind of a little, like, a little, there's a little bit of tension there. There's a little bit of tension there where she calls her master. <laughs> and uh, you get to know that they're not 
the best of friends. Uh, so we get to see that. And she's like, well, you know what? I'll help you, but I need to take this where I can think. And Ahsoka goes, no, you can't. You're going to stay here. And Sabine takes it and runs anyway. <laughs> typical Sabine. <laughs> it's so typical. That is typical. I expected nothing less. That was yeah, yeah. so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Like five, four, three, two, one. Yep, yep. So that was really, really cool. Um, this episode is called Master and Apprentice. So, which is a, you know, reference to the Sith. Because there's always, in two, there's always a Master and Apprentice. But are they also, they could also be talking about Ahsoka and Sabine, they could also be talking about uh, Shin and Hati because they are also master and apprentice. So what are your thoughts about that? It's so funny you call him Hati, but like it's Balin. Oh, it's Balin. But no, his last name was it's Balin Hati, right? Yeah, yeah. Like I, I, the thing in the show is that they refer to him as Balin. So like yeah. if some of our listeners got confused by that, that's what that's what it is. What are your thoughts about that, though? I mean, that's just a little bit on the nose. Like, yes, we know it, the show's call or the episode title was The Apprentice and The Master. And so it, it was very on the nose. The whole uh, duality of the the Jedi and the Sith. The, yeah. Seeing it play out this way, too. Like, yeah, it's, it's very Star Wars. <laughs> mm. What were your thoughts when Hera said... I bet your master had a hard time with you also. And then there was just like this little cringe <laughs> face. And then she goes, I walked, I walked away before Anakin can finish my training. Uh, but there was a little bit of like, I was like, oh man, I don't believe she said that. She's right. Twist the knife. Let's twist the knife right there. <laughs> but she's right though. Like even yeah, when right. Anakin was uh, Ahsoka's master and she was a Padawan, right? Anakin had a very hard time with Ahsoka. She would just keep doing her own things. Yeah. And, I mean, that could be the same way for Obi-Wan and Anakin. They kept doing their own thing always. Yeah. Like, this is just the natural course of things. Don't look too deep into it, people. Like, yeah, <laughs> this is just Star Wars. <laughs> the thing is, like, Ahsoka isn't snips in here. She is very much like a hardened, a little cynical, a yeah. little burnt by the Jedi Order, and kind of doing her own thing. She is a grown-up in here right she is much older so you don't get to see that like young optimistic version of her that we remember from clone wars right so it's very very interesting and i did like the fact that they called her fulcrum which was her code name in yeah that was awesome in that was was a good callback uh that that was really cool good old fulcrum all of them yeah yeah yeah, so that was really cool. So Sabine figures out this key, and then an entire fight breaks out because there's some H1V1 robots or whatever they're called. H1V1 is the word visa. H1V1 visa? I don't do visa. HK assassin droids. HK assassin droids. That's what they are. HK1V1 visa. Yeah, the State State Department person talking about visas. Shame. Oh man. <laughs> so Rose, you're not gonna get in trouble for that, are you? <laughs> <laughs> nah, we're good. We're good. We're good. Oh man. So so they attack uh Sabine and the Lothcat kind of warns her, which was really cool. But they get the key and they smash all her equipment and then they get away. And then she gets her lightsaber, Ezra's lightsaber, goes down to fight him. 
uh, she's not that good at fighting, you know? She's doing a lot of, like, uh, slashing moves. She's doing a lot of, like, you know, coming at the uh, the apprentice and trying to slash her while the other one's playing more defensive and being smarter where Sabine is being a lot more aggressive to show that, you know, her training has not been complete. So she ends up getting stabbed. Um, and then they run away with the key. Um, and the episode kind of just like ends around there. What are your thoughts about that? I thought it was a fun cliffhanger. Oh, Oh yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I thought it was a fun (laughs) cliffhanger and we kind of knew she was going to die. Like where she was stabbed. was kind of obvious. Uh, it it was a good fight scene for a TV show like this. Like they, I'm glad they did it in that, in the first episode because otherwise, yeah, I would have agreed with all the other articles out there. How it would have been meh or boring. Uh, this was a great way to just jump right back into Star Wars. So thank you to whoever did that. Yeah, and I also really liked the end credits. They were really cool looking, where they show like this map of the galaxies, and it almost looked like. Gallifreyan, if you're like a uh, Star Wars, uh, not a Star Wars, a Doctor Who fan and stuff. But I thought the end credits looked really, really cool. So uh, I'm pretty excited about that. Um, all right. So let's Rosie, get into what are your thoughts. Hang on. Rizzy, oh, what are sure. your thoughts on the ending? Yeah, no, I thought the ending was dope. Um, I was a little confused after seeing the Rebels and her train in Sabine's training with the Darksaber. I mean, she was able to somewhat hold her own, but she eventually gave it to Bo-Katan. But um, I think when it when it came to like the lightsaber, it's probably lighter than the dark saber. No pun intended. <laughs> um, I so maybe like there's a, a difference in terms of how you're holding it and fighting with it. But I don't know. I, I she's a badass in the show, so I was a little, I was a little disappointed by like her not having her little mando tricks or you know other other you know she's i don't know i I was hoping for a little bit more of a fight but obviously like they're building up for like the training and everything i mean i feel like the only way we could excuse that is that she have if it's peace times and she hasn't fought anyone in years maybe she's rusty I guess we could give her that because look how long her hair has grown, right? So it's been a while since she's put on That's the Mandalorian true. helmet and actually been in some kind of battle because she never wears the Mandalorian helmet with long hair. I think she says it that she likes it short because it gets hot. So I think that was like a reference that her hair is so long, meaning she hasn't fought in a long time. Yeah, and the I... other thing about that, like with the Darksaber, uh, if you remember in the Mandalorian, he couldn't wield it properly. Because he just wasn't... Yeah, that's right. It gets heavier and heavier. He wasn't used to it, yeah. Yeah, because the Darksaber taps into, like, the Mandalorian side of you. And the lightsaber, I don't think it can work as effectively if it's... If you're not tapped into the Force side of everything, right? There's a certain way to use a lightsaber, and you have to essentially use one of the several forms that they've developed over the millennia of being Jedi. And so, unless you're trained in the art of it... The lightsaber may or may not even hurt you if you don't do it right. So I think Sabine just isn't trained yet properly in the Jedi arts, and that's why the fight scene was a little off. Because if she had the dark saber, yeah. I completely agree with you, Rosie. It would have been way better, and she would have been more of a badass. So yeah, yeah, yeah. true, true. 
Alright, let's go through some Easter eggs, but right before that, let's go into one more commercial break uh, at 51 minutes. So we'll be right back after these messages. Alright, and we're back, guys. So, there were some cool uh, stuff that's happened in in this show, some cool Easter eggs. Um, you know, we talked about a little bit of the red color that we're seeing in the beginning of the episode. Usually, you see a lot of yellow. There was a lot more red. Uh, we get to see some new helmets in the Star Wars logo. We got to see Morgan's helmet, which was really cool. Uh, Chopper is in this, too, so you got to see Chopper also, which I thought was pretty exciting. Uh and then, yes, we talked about this earlier. Ray, you know, Ray Stevenson uh, did pass away. Uh, and they that's why you see at the end it says, for our friend Ray. That's what that end credit was about. Um, and we also talked about the Orange Blaze. Orange Blaze were made especially for this show. That's another Easter egg. Uh, we talked about the We Are No Jedi is a reference to Ahsoka saying, I am no Jedi. So mm-hmm. we have that. Uh the Night Sisters of Dathomir are a little bit of a callback to Macbeth, which, uh, you know, you have the three uh, witches from Macbeth. And even in episode two, we see a reference of that because it's called Toil and Trouble, which is a line mm-hmm. from Macbeth, which is a cool little Easter egg. Uh, so we talked double, about- double Toil and Trouble. <laughs> yeah. So that one, that's really, really cool. Uh, Hugh Young was David Tennant. We talked about that. Fulcrum uh, was Ahsoka's rebel's name, which was really cool. Uh, let's see. Uh, and the hyperspace whales, the Purgles, are shown Purgles. a lot in the uh, the maps, which makes you think they might be coming back because we did see them in The Mandalorian. So we saw them in The Mandalorian, and now they're being referenced here a few times when you've seen the map. So that was really, really cool. I'm very hyped for that. I want to see Purgles in live action. Yeah, so that's going to be cool. All right. So those are all the Easter eggs for Episode 1. So let's dive into Episode 2. You want to just end the episode here and then just do Episode 2 separately? Uh, Yeah, we could do that. You want to do that? Let's do that, yeah. All right, guys, so this is the end of episode one. We're going to be right back with episode two with a new link. Cool. Peace. All right, thanks, guys. So until next time, guys, or until five minutes from now, salam (laughs) nerds. Peace.